everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Athens County, Ohio Real Estate. Hey, this is Brian Kappel. I am with the Green and Kappel sales team. Kendra Green is the other part of that. We are with Coldwell Banker Select Properties. Our Ohio brokerage is located in Marietta, Ohio. Kendra and I both live in Albany, uh, in Athens County, and we service the entire Southeast Ohio region. So I was thinking it's time to branch out a little bit. And while we are still going to be doing the market reports, we're just going to start adding some different information for the consumers out there. So I thought maybe today would be uh, good to start with talking about mortgage rates, the historical mortgage rates over the years, and some of the factors that, that go into actually what determines the, what those rates are. So uh, a mortgage rate, so at its core, a mortgage rate is the percentage of interest charged on a loan used to purchase a home. It is essentially the cost of borrowing money from a lender. So why does this matter? The mortgage rate you secure can significantly impact your monthly payments and the overall cost of your home over the life of a loan. So we have two different types of uh, mortgages we're going to talk about today. And uh, these are not to be confused with mortgage products such as a VA loan or a USDA FHA loan and a conventional loan. Um, we're gonna talk about fixed rate versus adjustable rate mortgage. These I think are perhaps the predominant mortgages that are out there that people use. So fixed rate mortgage is also known as an FRM. With fixed rate mortgages, those interest rates remain constant throughout the entire loan term. Borrowers benefit from predictable monthly payments as the interest rate does not change, providing stability and easier budgeting. Fixed rate mortgages are popular in stable or low interest rate environments. Adjustable rate mortgages, also known as an ARM, A-R-M, those mortgages have interest rates that can change periodically, usually after an initial fixed period, which could be five, seven, or 10 years. The interest rate is typically tied to a benchmark or index, and it also fluctuates. So also will the borrower's monthly payments. Arms may offer lower initial interest rates compared to fixed rate mortgages, but they carry the risk of increased payments if those rates rise. So the choice between a fixed rate and an arm depends on factors such as your risk tolerance, your financial goals, and your expectations regarding interest rate movements. So in summary, mortgage rates are a key factor that influence the housing market, impacting affordability, demand and overall market dynamics. So we're going to talk just a little bit about historical trends in mortgage rates. Before I start that, an interesting fact, I downloaded from Freddie Mac the weekly data starting April 2nd, 1971, all the way through, I believe, the end of September. So I have over 110 pages worth of historical interest rate data. Now there's gonna be some different numbers out there obviously, but what I have seen, the average 
interest rate percentage based upon those years can fall anywhere from six to six and a half to seven to seven and a half percent, which is really not very far from where we're off today with our current interest rates. So moving on here with our historical trends. In the early 1980s, mortgage rates reached unprecedented highs, exceeding 18%. Yep, you heard that, it's crazy. My mom sold real estate in the 1980s for Century 21 in Marietta. And um, I was young, but I can still remember the conversations. And you know what? She sold a ton of homes and she represented a ton of buyers. Even back then, somebody needed to live in a house. So this period was characterized by high inflation and the Federal Reserve implementing tight monetary policies to curb it. You know, and before I move on here to the to the 1990s, another thing I want to make a, a, a note of is I've heard some folks say that, you know, um, the 18 percent back in the 1980s is not comparable or commensurate to maybe the 8 percent today. Um, which, you know, I mean, we're talking apples to oranges with the, the differences just in the numbers on that interest rate. But I, in my eyes, you know, and um, I haven't done the math, but to me, it's just common sense that, um, you know, the cost of living back then compared to the cost of living now, I mean, everything is commensurate. So um, yeah, it's different numbers. The cost of living is higher now, but we make higher salaries, we make higher wages. Um, so, you know, you sort of have to look through some of the different uh, information here. Um, and try not to, to let these numbers lead you too far down into the rabbit hole. Um, so moving on, in the 1990s, we saw a gradual decline in mortgage rates. This was influenced by lower inflation, a stable economy, and global economic factors. Additionally, increased competition among lenders contributed to lower interest rates. In the early 2000s, mortgage rates reached historical lows partially due to the dot-com bubble burst and the 9-11 attacks, which led to a slowdown in the economy. The Federal Reserve also adopted an accommodative monetary policy. During the mid-2000s, there was a housing boom characterized by subprime lending and a surge in housing prices. This led to a housing bubble that eventually burst in 2008, triggering the global financial crisis. Mortgage rates initially dropped but the crisis led to increased risk aversion, impacting credit markets and causing rates to rise. Now, one thing that started to pop up maybe at the beginning of this year, the end of last year, there were a lot of folks doing a lot of uh, gloom and doom commenting, say that we were heading towards um, the 2020s version of that housing bubble bursting. Um, I, I don't see any indication of that happening at all. The market, albeit there's there's there are less homes out there, um, the, the homes that are marketable and um, I guess of, of specific quality location and whatnot are still going fast and um, there are still multiple offers out there. As a matter of fact, in the Athens area, although we're not as far left on the seller's market side as we were, we are still not near the neutral market position. Um, and the same goes for the Marietta uh, area as well. So in the aftermath of the financial crisis, central banks worldwide implemented monetary stimulus measures, including low interest rates and quantitative easing. Mortgage rates remain low, 
to stimulate economic recovery. In the 2010s, mortgage rates remained relatively low with periodic increases. Factors influencing rates include global economic conditions, inflation expectations, and central banking policies. The Federal Reserve began to gradually increase rates in the later part of the decade. So here's some factors that influence mortgage rates, and this is what we're seeing today. Mortgage rates are often influenced by inflation rates. In periods of high inflation, central banks may raise interest rates to control it, leading to higher mortgage rates. The overall health of the economy, including employment rates, GDP growth, and consumer conf uh, sorry, confidence can impact mortgage rates. In times of economic uncertainty, rates may decrease as central banks implement measures to stimulate economic activity. The monetary policies of central banks, such as the Federal Reserve in the United States, play a crucial role. Central banks adjust interest rates to achieve economic objectives, and these adjustments directly affect mortgage rates. Global economic conditions and geopolitical events can influence mortgage rates. Factors such as trade tensions, currency fluctuations, and international financial crisis can impact the direction of interest rates. Housing market dynamics. Supply and demand dynamics in the housing market also influence mortgage rates. High demand for housing can put upward pressure on rates, while a housing market slowdown may lead to lower rates. The availability of credit and investors' perception of risk in the credit markets can impact mortgage rates. During times of financial instability, lenders may demand higher interest rates to compensate for perceived risks. Government policies, including housing regulations and initiatives, can impact mortgage rates. For example, Programs promoting home ownership or providing incentives for certain types of mortgages can influence the demand for loans and subsequently affect rates. Understanding these historical trends and factors can provide valuable insights into the dynamics of mortgage rates and help predict potential futures based on economic and market conditioning. So what all does this mean? So when mortgage rates are low, it becomes more affordable for individuals to borrow money for home purchases. Lower rates mean lower monthly mortgage payments, making home ownership more accessible and potentially boosting demand in the housing market. Conversely, higher mortgage rates increase the cost of borrowing, potentially reducing demand as high, I'm sorry, as higher monthly payments may deter some potential home buyers. Mortgage rates directly impact the affordability of homes. Lower rates generally translate to lower monthly payments, allowing individuals to afford more expensive homes with the same income. Higher rates can have the opposite effect, limiting the purchasing power of potential buyers and potentially causing a slowdown in the housing market. Mortgage rates also influence refinancing activity. When rates are low, homeowners may choose to refinance their existing mortgages to secure a lower interest rate 
therefore reducing their monthly payments. Higher rates, on the other hand, may discourage refinancing activity, limiting the cash flow and financial flexibility for existing homeowners. And that takes care of today's episode. Uh, hopefully we gave you some information that is beneficial. Maybe we uh, you know, told you some things that you were not aware of. If you have any questions on financing, let us know. We have a group of probably some of the best lenders that I have worked with available. We can most certainly forward you to one of those folks if you're thinking about buying a home, if you're a first time home buyer or whatever. Um, we have some people that can 100% give you the answers. If you could do us a solid, if you could like and share our podcasts whenever you come across these, man, that would make us feel pretty doggone good about ourselves. And lastly, Kendra and I are here to help you guys reach your real estate goals. I'm an ABR accredited buyer's representative, so I can help folks that are looking to buy maybe their first time home. We have a lot of Coldwell Banker tools available at our fingertips. And man, these things can do a lot of magic when it comes to identifying your real estate goals and all of that kind of stuff. So again, thank you very much for listening. This is Brian Kappel. And hey, we'll see you next time. Uh -huh.